It's Monday the 9th of September 2019. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. I'm joined this week by Anne-Sophie nielsen Grumo, a, a professor of Danish at the University of Iceland, and by Anna-Kristin Jonsdottir, a broadcast journalist here at RUV, currently working on the Speetlin news programme. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you very much. Uh, not to pile the pressure on or anything, but today is also the day we record the first ever The Week in Iceland at the Library programme, uh, where a small audience will discuss the issues brought up in this show. So there is kind of a bit of pressure on us to be interesting. <laughs> um, no pressure. No. Like say. <laughs> I will give more details on that on the library project at the end of this programme. But first, the news. US Vice President Mike Pence came on Wednesday for possibly the shortest, highest profile, most disruptive and most controversial state visit of all time. Uh, meanwhile, the President of India today quietly joins the impressive list of recent official visitors to Iceland. The government has submitted its 2020 budget bill, including cuts to income tax and a new third tax tier for low earners. We have a new Justice Minister, Auslaug Artna Sigurbjörnsdottir, and she is the Republic's youngest minister to date. 25 LGBTQ refugees from Africa are expected to arrive in Iceland this week at the invite of the Icelandic government and two capital city municipalities. There are twice as many baby puffins this year on the Vestmanair Islands. Um, however, whales do keep beaching themselves on the shore and 62 pilot whales died on Launganes Peninsula this weekend. Hackers have managed to steal hundreds of millions of kroner from the HS Orca Energy Company. And finally, Iceland has launched the Work in Iceland project aimed at getting overseas specialists to flock here to work and live. So, where would you like to begin? Well, I think the most discussed new, news, news story of last week was probably Mike Pence's visit. Yeah, and the, probably. I would say so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like you say, it was a very short visit and but we were anticipating it for for, for many weeks and mm-hmm. how the reaction would be and in many ways we did the the news that we that we heard focused mainly on the disruption on on the on traffic the, mm-hmm. on the, the, the days that he was here and the very very intensive security measures that were taking that were i mean not familiar, or a bit unfamiliar to us. We've yeah. never seen snipers on no, the roof before. No, have snipers we? on the roof. I think that's that's the mm-hmm. one that sort of made you perk up and say, "What's this?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as the trip, it's obviously it was controversial that he came at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings controversy wherever wherever he goes in Europe, it seems. But mm-hmm. um, how, did the trip go smoothly? Do you think it was a positive experience for Iceland as a whole? I think what was interesting with the government that we have now and with the attitude towards the government that's been, well, to put it mildly, it's been lukewarm in in many parts of the population. Um, but it was interesting to see, to me, uh, that the public opinion, at least on the on the media and social media that I have been have been reading, it kind of brought the the government and especially the prime minister and the people together, uh, and also some of the companies working or, or having their headquarters here in, in Reykjavik chose to put on uh, to put up the rainbow flags on the occasion and the prime minister was quick to put out a statement in I guess it was in Icelandic I don't even I didn't notice uh, what she pointed out to the mm. uh, 
I mean, she was criticized to, for, to for for whether first it was whether that she should talk to him then yes. because she was at this Nordic Labour conference. Mm-hmm. So was it this some sort of an evasive measure? But in the end, they met and what what did they what did they talk about? I mean, and she has said that well that. Uh, a discourse, diplomatic discourse or a discourse between heads of nations or something like that it shouldn't always mean that you agree with everything, but it's an opportunity to bring something up. And I think that went quite well, but she's been criticized for that as well. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. yeah, maybe I just know people mm. who have been post- positive <laughs> towards this this mm. kind of uh, critical um, dialogue that she supposedly had with mm. Pence. But Pence does not seem to have made a great success of this trip abroad because he was in Ireland before he came here mm. and, and seems to have offended quite a few people there as well. But of course, maybe that's what we hear most about. And I was reading just a short uh, discussion about Pence and this, this catas- catastrophic trip in on CNN, I think it was. Mm. And well, the only mention that his trip to Iceland got was the Ireland was disastrous, but the trip to Iceland was the the pride flags that were flown, the rainbow flags that were flown to show this opposition to his coming. So mm. it was I don't think Mike Pence's visit to Iceland was a big news story anywhere else than here. No. In I a, don't think so. In a way yeah. then uh, where did you see this news story? This again? was on CNN, I think. It okay. was a short this was mostly about the the trip to Ireland. But they also mentioned this that he had been what he had how he had been received here. Mm. I mean, I don't think he was ill-received. I just think... Mm. And I think it's not uh, feasible to talk about the suppression of of freedom of speech. Like some people said that this flying of the rainbow flags was in some way dis- so disturbing for him. I don't think oh. that... I, the, I don't say... Yeah. I, I don't think that was a, a general opinion, no, but no. I saw it somewhere. Yeah. And I think that's a very far-fetched argument to say that somebody flies the rainbow flag where you are visiting in the next thousand that is somehow suppressing your your freedom to express yourself. I mean, I would think it was be sort of an affirmation of that you can show how you feel. Exactly. Mm. Especially for me as a Dane, because I guess all Danes have in uh, our recent recollection the official visit by uh, the Chinese government to Mm. Denmark where uh, some people tried to wave the uh, flag of Tibet, mm-hmm. and which was um, then obstructed by the by the police mm-hmm. by order of the Minister of, of Justice. Mm-hmm. So, so that's uh, that's a more controversial uh, mm-hmm. story, I think, than than this one. And this, yeah, I think so. But, but and when even when Donald Trump yes. didn't come to Denmark, yes. the the Danes flew the the baby balloon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had been looking so much forward to yes. to, to mm. waving that one, so we had to do it anyway, <laughs> or some people had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was particularly interesting about this is most of the organisations and individuals that were flying the rainbow flags for Pence's visit were private companies, mm-hmm. but the city of Reykjavik did as well. Yeah. Outside its offices and outside the city hall mm-hmm. on that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's quite bold, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, they're, obviously they're not a national government, mm-hmm. but still. Well, I, I, but then again, I mean, did Mike Pence talk at all about homosexuality in, during his visit here? I, I, I would not think so. I, I don't think that he came here to talk about this. So it's, I mean, uh, is it so bold also? I mean, I mean as, a, as, as an a, official organization. An official organization too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. I, I'm, I saw it, for me it was, I don't know, maybe it's because it's what I'm, I'm looking for these days, uh, 
because of a of a, a manuscript that I'm trying to finish with some other researchers where we're looking at, among other things, we're looking for uh, both pinkwashing and also just branding of, of cities and, and countries uh, in the Nordic region on support of LGBTQ plus rights. So for me, this was this was uh, not such a big surprise because, mm. well, in in my point of view, Iceland and especially the city of Reykjavik, with a high point with Jón Gnar as the mayor, mm. has been known to kind of um, stand on on a kind of a a brand uh, of support for for uh, the queer community. Mm. So this. This also reminds me of the of the story that you just mentioned of the 25 refugees from from Africa mm. who have been been welcomed um, by by the two capital city municipalities. Neither of which is Reykjavik for the record. No, um, but yeah, absolutely, that yeah. does link in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think so because this is. Uh, it always leads me to question which kind of refugees refugees are, are welcomed and 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 who are who are not. Hmm. So um, so it might be maybe I'm just seeing seeing these kind of branding strategies everywhere. But we have to remember this is this is politics. So of course this kind of a win-win, and this is not. I I I wouldn't say it's a coincidence that that uh, that municipalities welcome. Uh, LGBTQ plus refugees, even though it's a good story, um, anyway, it's mm. it's the right thing to do. Then it's also something that that might help both the country and the municipalities themselves. Mm. But pinkwashing <laughs> that has kind of a negative yeah, connotation. I know, I know. Yeah. And this is I wouldn't uh, call this pinkwashing. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can talk about. I I wouldn't know. I don't know enough about these private companies to to even use that mm. term, but. I wouldn't use it uh, yeah. in this connection. Mm. No, no. Mm. I mean, it does seem that there's certain countries that accept refugees that would not want LGBTQ plus refugees. Mm -hmm. And then there's there are those that would. And I think mm -hmm. Iceland is stepping up to the plate there, potentially. Mm. Yes. And definitely. also taking Syri uh, Syrian families as well. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, whether they're taking enough refugees or too many is a completely different story and we won't get into that now. Oh, it's um, complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, on a practical level, um, the Pence visit seemed to go well. I think the, the police were happy with how it went, the, yeah. the timings of it. The Iceland can do this. You can yeah. welcome very prominent world leaders and make the place look... <laughs> I don't want to say respectable, but uh, like, you know, mm -hmm. stately. Yes. Uh, uh, that worked out well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I can see I, that I people think so. have. I mean, I, I don't see why we shouldn't be able to do it as well. So I think mm -hmm. that's, that's something. Well, it's that's, a huge operation. But it's though. a huge operation yeah. as well. But they bring, uh, but people of his stature, I mean, they bring a lot of their own security personnel with them as well, and mm -hmm. there are all sorts of dispensation for gun permits and something like that, mm -hmm. that sort of rub you a bit, little bit the wrong way when you hear about them, mm -hmm. but he's gone, he mm -hmm. came, he stayed, he went, and, and nothing untoward, so, so to say, happened, and of course, that's a bit of a relief as well. Yes. Yeah, yes. I agree with you. Mm. So the second in command 
of the world's biggest economy came last week. The top guy, the president of India, is here today. Yeah. We've heard a lot less about that. And there yes. are <laughs> economic superpower we don't as well. Even, I don't even... I, I'm, not, I'm too embarrassed to say it, but I can't, I can't really even recall his name at the moment. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sri Ram Nath Kovind. Yeah, you had that written down. I do have it written down. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, thank but, you for <laughs> reminding us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm. I think... I might be wrong. I think, though, that the, the, the president of India is a bit like the president he of Iceland. Not, he, is not, not a, he, is, he is not the, the political figure in, sort of, in the same way as, mm. as Donald Trump is or, mm. or something yeah. like that. It's the prime minister that has the power. The prime minister has yeah. the power, I think. Mm. So this is more say. like but when... But this, this is, I think, I mean, our foreign minister went to India quite recently and he took along sort of a business delegation and I think this is sort of in reciprocation from that I think mm. but India of course is this huge I mean subcontinent or how do you say mm. it but with all those people but we don't really know very much very much about it or even I have no idea really of the scale what as to what scale there is business transactions mm. between countries I don't really know well India mm. and Iceland have got uh, embassies but there are there is mm. an embassy and mm-hmm. quite good links yeah. I believe yeah, yeah. Mm. This is also his first, I'm reading from the news here, this is his first visit to any Nordic country. Mm-hmm. So. That's impressive. Oh. Mm-hmm. But we know here in the subarctic or Arctic area, depending on how you define it, uh, that we are very popular. Yes, on the Arctic the is yes, definitely. sort of... Yes, I mean we're talking about Chinese interest in yes. the Arctic and yes. the, and Pence's visit here, mm-hmm. sort of the mm-hmm. the US stating its claim, mm-hmm. or this is within our sphere oh, yes. of influence. So mm-hmm. there are all sorts of geopolitical issues that come into play when mm-hmm. when people go and visit another country and why they, or, how they choose that and what they what is this yes how is that is determined I mean, or why they deem it not mm-hmm. worth yes. the trip <laughs> also like donald trump donald trump mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he said he was going to come later wasn't he yeah that's oh. very polite what yes. you put it yeah he's a very polite man uh. yes he is <laughs> uh should we move on to a different topic mm-hmm. there's so much left to talk about um where should we go next there's the justice minister the puffins the mm-hmm. whales mm-hmm. the uh, the hs orca yeah, uh, we don't know very much about that yet. I mean, that just broke this morning. It it's did. just Orca, this, this, the, these hackers that mm-hmm. that managed to steal hundreds of millions of kronas, which is sounds quite scary in in a yes. way. From uh, this is not some blue-eyed innocent that they are targeting. This is a big company with yeah. uh, that. I, one would think should be more wary. I don't, but I don't know really how it happened. So, mm. I, I no, can't, me neither. But it's it's quite scary though to see something like that. But this has been a summer of whales. I mean, <laughs> yes, it has. It has been definitely in, in many ways, and it's and, been frustrating. Yeah. Mm. At what point do we say this isn't natural anymore? Because whales always beach. Whales always beach at some point, at some level, and I, I mean, think. We were, we've been talking to experts during the summer and they've been rather reluctant to mm. say that this is quite extraordinary. I mean, but then then they keep piling on. And mm. I think this last one was a, a, a huge one, uh, really. So The biggest, I yeah, think? I think it was the biggest, the, mm. yes. I don't remember. Really, I, I think there were, there were not quite as many and 
what was it on Snifles Nest Peninsula mm. earlier yeah, this summer? They were quite. They were, they were that quite was a fifty. Few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, they're talking about sixty, isn't it? Something yeah. like that. Sixty-two. Yeah. As far as I understand, it's a really tricky uh, issue to find out exactly why they beach, and and I know some Danish biologists are looking into uh, also uh, the issue of sound, um, yeah. and how that might trouble some of them or make them beach themselves. But but this is this is really tricky, and I guess we need even more research on the topic yeah. and just uh, let the researchers. Um, Find out. Try, try to find out. Yeah, what's behind this? But but, but definitely, we have to. Of mm. course, we have to look into. And I guess they're doing that. Look into what the different uh, the changes on the Gulf Stream and and issues mm. like that. What that might mean. Mm. Possible temperature rises. It's nothing I know anything about. No. But but it it's really devastating. Of course, it is. Always. It's also I think quite frustrating because people go in there and they try to turn them around, mm. and we really don't know no. how. Successful. I mean, there have been these individual instances, like yeah. just very recently outside of Seltedness, which is here at our doors, on our doorstep. Yeah. And I think the new sort of all, all along, when they started to trying to try to turn that whale around, that he, it it would not work. I mean, because there's a, there is something gone off mm-hmm. in the beginning. So it's also mm-hmm. a complicated system of of, of of social structures because they they have a often. Uh, leaders or matriarchs or we a lot yeah. of things that volunteers wouldn't know enough about so mm. of course we want to help them but but it's i guess it's all about the the specialists mm-hmm. and and uh, researching these these um problems mm. and they're surprisingly susceptible to injuries as well they mm. when they're touching the bottom oh. it's easy to hurt them okay yeah. i yeah then it was a positive experience, at least for me, this weekend to to help release some of the puffins because <laughs> <laughs> they it, it's going so much better for them, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we look at this as kind of a light and fluffy news story. Uh, excuse the pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really, it's mm-hmm. significant because the puffin population has crashed since two thousand. Yeah. Yes. We were worrying about potential extinction. I know. Um, so that there's fifty percent more this year, and it looks like it did back in. 1999, give or take, mm. this year, certainly. Mm-hmm. Wait and see next year. Yeah, uh, It's a great thing, right? Yeah. Yes. But uh, I think there, there, are, there are some reserving some judge, judgment somewhat on it because they, the sand sealing, which I have no idea how to say in English. Sand eels. Yeah, the, that they eat, the, mm. the, the small fish that they yes. eat, mainly eat. That, that has crashed. Yes. Or, or, and that is sort of the underlying reason for mm. the... the the diminishing pup population of the puffins, mm-hmm. and I. But I, I heard. I think last week, just sort of filtered through. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really. I was on, on holiday for most of last week. So this is just a test of what filters through when you're not actively listening or actively working. Uh, I talked to a specialist. He said that they were, they were not as fat. The mm-hmm. puffins. They were not quite as well sort of prepared for winter because of mm. the, the different uh, fee, feeding patterns or something like that but the, hopefully hopefully exactly. at least at least there are more there are more there are more of them than mm. there used to be which must always be a positive sign we could see that yesterday when i went to the did, did you get many <laughs> Uh, well, they were uh, people were waiting in line with their cardboard boxes to uh, get them checked by by some of the volunteers and a specialist from uh, San Francisco who was helping them out, and and what they do is they 
spring in the the pufflings or the pisut, and then they are weighed and the wings are measured, and then they sniff them. And I asked them why they do that, and obviously it's because of oil, because if they have any oil on their feathers, they will just sink, and they won't stand a chance. And then it really matters also where people let let them loose. But but um, just picking up on what you said, they seem to be a little bit unsatisfied with, with their weight. Some of them were a little bit too slender, but at least they were there, and they attend to their wounds, and they try to get them as fit for fight as they can and it's just about where you let them loose so they can go out to, into the open sea and avoid the seagulls and the seals and yeah. all the other predators yeah. but they are, um, they are lured by the lights don't they yes they are people mm. find them the locals have been of course picking them up for centuries because they're lured by the street lights they they fly out um they're genetically programmed to fly out in the night so they'll fly after the moonlight and into the sea but of course the moon can't really Uh, compete with all the street lights and all the commercials, and so so they fly into the um, into the village at Heimai instead, mm. and the locals pick them up. Mm-hmm. So we got to see them bringing them in for mm. their checkup. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Adorable. Mm. Yes, they're really cute, yeah. and they bite. Yeah, <laughs> they're feisty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe um, in the early part of the season they are now eating baby fish, smolts, mm-hmm. and then. When they get too big, then they move over to krill and something called um, silver rockling, which is a fish I've never heard before. No. Um, and they're eating those, which is apparently full of nutrition and, and good for them, but it just doesn't have as much fat content. Mm-hmm. So they're about two weeks later than usual. Exactly. We're in September now. Yeah, mm. definitely. Mm. So fingers crossed for the yeah. puffling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also fingers crossed for the whales, because... Usually August, bit of July, but especially August is the peak for this. September, not so much. Oh. And we're getting on for mid-September now, and yes. this is it's going on too long. Mm. Yes. Right. So next year, um, we're all going to have more money, according <laughs> to Bjartny Benediktsson. Yes. Hmm. All of us. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> there is a reduction in, in taxes yeah. that yeah. was announced with when we passed the, the mm. bill for the... The fiscal year ahead. Yeah. I, I must admit, I did not uh, pay special attention to these news. <laughs> so so when you were off work, this uh, wasn't this going was around your head? No. Shocking. Shocking, no. <laughs> I dreamt of berries. <laughs> I went berry picking a bit too late in the year, really, but still I went to the north of the country and I we found some. I, I, my mother is obsessed with picking berries, and mm. uh, this was sort of a. Uh, we just went the two of us t- together, and it was a, a very nice time that we had. Although, in, some of them had frozen a little bit. But some oh, people have yeah. to pick them. Great. There's so many, yeah. and so yeah. few mm. people go mm. nowadays. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> mm. good that you went. Mm. I tried to um, go last weekend mm. out beyond Mosfeldspire, mm-hmm. and. Uh, None. Got a handful. Really? Ate them on the spot. Yeah. You're on the wrong. Uh, go to the um, Stored Demon instead. In the south of the yeah. south. Yeah, in the south. Is cheese? <laughs> It's also a cheese, you're right. Berries and cheese go very <laughs> go well to together. The che- <laughs> very true. Mm. So anyway, yeah. financial matters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just yeah. sort of trying to back, divert the, back to the discussion from that. I mean, I suppose no. this, if, if everything goes according to mm. his plan, then... The lowest earners will mm. have an extra ten mm. thousand kroner in their pocket per mm. month. Um, is the, will things go according to his plan? Do we have a history of 
things working well, out like that? It also depends whether you take into account that then other things will um, get more expensive. Like, for example, uh, I, as far as I understood uh, the discussion, it, the same people have to pay a bit more for, for their television deals. And other things will 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 kind of level this out, mm. so it won't even really matter in the end. Although you could say that things like uh, broadcasting license and alcohol mm. and things they get more expensive every year anyway. Uh, well, uh, yes. I mean, yeah, it depends on how you look at it. It it also depends, I guess, uh, where you're looking because it, it's. Some people have been pointing out that the people in the middle of the income scale really are still waiting for their share. Then it really matters most to people who are at the very, very bottom of the scale and the people who are at the top. Mm. Um, but that's um, just some of the points that filtered through when I was have been listening to the these discussions. Mm. And, and then, of course, I mean, we are all... We have to see how the budget goes. I think mm. uh, when we had the, the Parliament approve the the third energy package last mm. week, and in in its sort of short summer session, it will convene again tomorrow, and of course starts with this the the budget. And and but but there are a, we, we don't really know what's going to be sort of after the energy package. What's going to be the main issue this coming? But I think it could be sort of healthcare, which was mm. so so high profile before the last election and then sort of sort of simmered a bit down and now we had news quite recently about how the running of the Landspital goes which is not so well, not not going so well and that healthcare is a, is a huge expenditure for the state and how is that going to it's to the measure? biggest single yeah. expenditure yeah. almost a third of yeah. total budget so any any news that say things are shaky on that front yeah. which are Rather common, of course, but that could, of course, have have an effect on how things go. Mm. For the, for the Definitely. Yeah. I guess we just had the story about the emergency uh, rooms uh, here, at least in the capital, that they just can't keep up. It's 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 really terrible mm. at the moment. Um, mm. The the head of the department, uh, at least, went out to say that this is not acceptable. Mm. Um, as it is, so I agree with yeah. you. This might be a really a top issue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got barely a minute or two left, um, and two topics that are on the table. Ooh. We could just maybe have a word mm. either about the new justice minister or about the work in Iceland website. The new justice minister, I think it's quite. I mean, she is young, but she is not that young. I think it's quite interesting how much, how yes. much attention her <laughs> age. I mean, she has been in politics for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and but it's also, I think, quite interesting about the justice minister. I mean, she has she has a law degree, so but people are talking much more about the justice minister that he has to have he or she has to have a law degree mm-hmm. than we do for other ministries. I know. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm 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 always sort of thinking, why is this the because it is a political position mm-hmm. and we accept that for all others all, all, all other ministries that mm-hmm. people come in there with their political agenda which is what they are elected mm-hmm. for and then they have experts in the ministries and there is a conversation between that but why is it so important that there is a lawyer in the justice department yeah mm. 
Definitely. And with with the way things have been running in that ministry, mm. you would say maybe at this point it's not the most pressing mm. question whether which kind of degree mm. uh, the minister has. Do, do you think the her her youth has been more of issue or more of an issue because she is a young woman than if she were a man? I guess so. Mm. I, I, I guess so. so. And and even I don't know. I was happy to hear in an, in an interview this week that uh, the journalist also asked her about um, the two different groups within the party. Mm. Might you have been elected because you represent the more liberalist group within your party than the more conservative? I think those issues are more interesting than mm. her uh, biological age because she has a she has a, a really good CV and she has a lot of experience and um, I don't know her mm. her age. Um, I guess yeah my. My instinct would tell me that it might be related to her her gender, this interest in her, mm. how young she is. Mm. To but be played devil's advocate there, if, if they put a 28-year-old man in the position, mm. people would be crying out like, oh, he's just connected. Yeah. Where, what's his interest? You know, I mean, it's, it's a different issue, but I don't mm. think it would be plain sailing. No, I don't mm. think so. No, hmm. no, no. No, no, I don't think so. But But still, I think it's... It's it's also a sort of a, a question of how how we see people. When when are they? How long are they young? So mm. to say, I mean, I'm not saying that 28 is is isn't young. I, for me, it is. Mm. But at the same time, I think that it's, it's also a question of how we perceive youth, and, and, and in some ways, because we want to hang on to youth for a long time, mm-hmm. also. So. It also depends what they mean by being a young minister. Does Mm -hmm. it mean unexperienced? Does it mean, as you point out, Alex, that uh, there might be other reasons why people got the job? Not not uh, um, especially, but how how can people have such a high profile job so early in their career? Mm -hmm. It it really matters. What do you mean by young for a position? Um, Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think as long as we get the best people in the jobs, it doesn't matter their age. But at the same time, not so many decades ago, 48 would have been considered young for a minister in the government. <laughs> well, oh yeah. Well, I think the but a state Jonsson, who is the youngest minister. I mean, that was a, that was 50 or 60 years ago that he was appointed very young, who was the youngest member ever elected to parliament at the time, and and he held that for for decades. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he was about her age when he was appointed minister. So yeah. That was before the Republic, even. Yeah. Well, 1934, I, I think. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So much to talk about today, but uh, we are out of time. Look out for a special broadcast tomorrow called The Week in Iceland at the Library, in which a small audience will discuss the issues raised in this very show. The event is fully booked, so don't turn up. But if you would like to take part in next month's um, episode, and you will be able to make it to the library in Kringlan in Reykjavik for 5pm on Monday the 7th of October, then please do register. Uh, you can do that through the English pages of borgarbokarsap.is, borgarbokarsap.is and also through our Facebook page. The Week in Iceland at the Library will be on roof.is forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, on the Roof app, and as a podcast, including on Spotify, tomorrow, the 10th of September. The Week in Iceland, meanwhile, will be back at the same time next week, as usual. A massive thank you to my guests, Anne-Sophie Nielsen-Gramod, and to Anna-Christine Jonsdottir. And thanks, too, to Ulfhildur Eysteinsdottir for running the studio. 
There was no Raustwer chart this Saturday because of coverage, live coverage of the Icelandic men beating Moldova 3 0. Woohoo! Um, so to end, we will give you a tune that you're probably familiar with. Um, who knows why? It is actually Don't Know How to Love by Gus Gus. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.